I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode today, we are talking about Boss Baby. Yes, which recently got a sequel and I just saw recently. Yeah, it just came out in theaters, and that's very exciting. And also on Peacock. Right, which is uh, NBC's streaming service. Yep. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the first one, and Ezra, you'll be talking a little bit about your impressions of the second one. And also a bit about the TV show there has been as well. Right, that's on Netflix? Yep. Yeah. But before we get started, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was... Before she appeared in the Sesame Street show, in what property did Julia make her first appearance? She first made her first appearance in an initiative, which first came out in October of 2015, called Sesame Street and Autism, See Amazing in All Children. What can you tell us about it, about that initiative? It was trying to teach kids about autism, and it was available in an app, and as well as online, that had a story where Elmo and Abby meet Julia, a, a someone new on Sesame Street who has autism. Very cool. Yeah, and when did she make her transition to Sesame Street? In March of 2017 is when she appeared on the show as a physical character. Okay. So that was the answer to last week's trivia question, or I guess a couple weeks ago now. And stick around to the end of the episode to get the new trivia question. For now, we've got a segment. Name that voice actor. Well, here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. Houston, we have a problem. You're going to need a bigger boat. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. There's no place like home. Sawyer, you're going out a youngster. But you've got to come back a star. That's my story. Our story. Luckily for me and my little brother, it had a happy ending. Is that a true story, Daddy? Well, sweetie, that's how I remember it. But you know what I found out? What? There's plenty of love for everyone. So this, is, who's one of the actors who's in The Boss Baby, is Tobey Maguire, who voices Tim Templeton, the main character as an adult who was also acted as the narrator of the film and then it showed him as an adult at the very end of the movie where he has a daughter mm -hmm. and toby mcguire he's famous for a few roles but for a lot of people he's best known as playing peter parker aka spider-man yes in the original trilogy movies from 2002 to 2007 yeah written and directed by sam raimi i know so obviously he's been in a lot of other things, but that's what he's primarily known for. Has he done any other voice acting that you know of? Hmm. For he was also in the 2001 comedy movie Cats and Dogs. Did, was he a voice for one of the cats and or dogs? Yeah, I think so in that movie, yes. All right, so he's had some experience with voice acting before. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, let's get started with our feature presentation. I remember when The Boss Baby came out just over four years ago in the spring of 2017. I know also not many people know who know the movie. It's that it's based loosely based on a 2010 children's picture book 
called The Boss Baby by Marla Frazee. Mm-hmm. So what happens in the movie? There is a little a seven-year-old boy named Tim Templeton who lives a happy, simple life with his parents until one day a baby comes in who wears a fancy suit, who's the boss baby, and who's literally an infant but has a, a smart mind of a, of a grown-up. Kind of like, in a way, like, for instance, Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. And then when Tim first meets him, he later discovers he can actually talk and they get into a fight and they don't like each other. And then when he has a meeting with some other babies, like the triplets, a girl baby named Stacy and a chubby baby named Jimbo, he tries to, to convince his parents that he's really up to something, but then he gets grounded by his parents for, for the mess he caused, even though it wasn't his fault. Right, they, Tim and the baby have a fight, and they break stuff and all that sort of thing, and uh, so yeah, they get in trouble for that. Um, the boss baby later shows Tim Baby Corps, its headquarters, and he has to, and he has to save his formula and stop and save the company bef before he gets permanently expelled. Right, so the premise of Baby Corp, as it's called, is that there are these group of babies who have access to a formula and a pacifier that keeps them forever young, but they still have the minds of adults. And uh, the reason this baby was sent to Tim's home is because there's this crisis in Baby Corp where people are starting to like puppies more than babies. And so they're getting puppies rather than babies. And so he has to figure out what the appeal is in puppies versus babies and how they can solve that crisis. I know, and they later discover his idol, who was the big boss baby, Francis Francis, is actually very evil and greedy and wants to take over the world. And he, he actually has this idea of creating a forever young puppy that will replace babies for the rest of time and he had a an assistant eugene francis who was being like a nanny and he was trying to and he was being mary poppins like yeah it's it's a very silly film of course everything gets resolved and in the end tim they have to stop francis francis and head over to vegas and save tim's parents and stop him from having puppies take over the world and have them be the replacement for babies forever and they they stop them, and later on, Tim and the boss baby become friends mm -hmm. and get along and work together as a team. Right. It's interesting also how the film was set sometime in, like, the 1960s or 70s. Right. It had, and the aesthetic was from the 1960s, kind of that style of animation. Or, or yeah. not necessarily animation, but it's the, the look of it. Yes, and also it had objects like the cars people drove. Nobody had smartphones or anything. Also, there were some to Tim's toys that were old-fashioned ones, like references to ones such as like classic toys made by Fisher-Price. And there were also some old comics and things. That's what show that it was set, like, wasn't set in modern times. It was set, like, decades ago. I think what made this film fun is the contrast between the baby character as a baby and he's voiced by alec baldwin i think yeah the contrast between when he's trying to pretend to act like a baby and then when he turns into the the business baby 
voiced by Alec Baldwin, very distinctive older voice. It's very silly to see. It's just a silly image to have a baby talking like a business person. I re- know that this movie was did receive a mixed reaction, but it was a hit at the box office. Oh yeah, very huge hit. And it was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but lost to Pixar's Coco. Right, and I suppose, I don't think we mentioned this, but this was produced by DreamWorks. Animation, yes. It was directed by Tom McGrath, director of the Madagascar movies, as well as their 2010 movie, Megamind. And it's kind of interesting, Tom McGrath has talked about working on this film, and he and he said a part of the inspiration for him to take it on, he has an older brother, and he felt like he, as he put it, was the boss baby of the family, so he yeah. could relate in, an, in a lot of ways with the titular boss baby of this movie. Mm. And also Tim's kind of jealousy as the older sibling who got all the attention before and now suddenly has to compete for his parents' attention. I have three brothers and you have two brothers. I I wonder, is that something that you can relate to, the, the like, idea of competing for your parents' attention? Yeah, I guess when I was a kid, I kind of had that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I mean, when there are three other people trying to you know yelling at mom for her attention it's it's uh it becomes a bit of a battle whether it's whether it doesn't matter whether it's a boy or it's a girl oh yeah whether it's whether it's a brother or whether it's a sister certainly yes that it it applies across all genders but you and i we only have brothers so we can speak from that i get it yes 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 i know well what did you like about this movie it was really fun and hilarious and clever and i thought it was interesting how how so? How, what ways did you think it was interesting? The way how it showed what things were like, like in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. And also, I liked how it was amused. It was really fun and enjoyable. I know that this film also got a, before it got a sequel, got a Netflix show called The Boss Baby Back in Business, which premiered on Netflix just over a year after the movie came out. And have you seen any of that show? I think I've seen one of the episodes of it. Yeah. It has Baby Corn and has Tim and the Boss Baby on some new adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the world of Boss Baby lends itself well to kind of weekly episode format or whatever. I know. The Boss Baby, the titular character, his real name is Theodore Templeton. And recently I saw the sequel. What did you think about the sequel? I thought it was really clever and funny, and it took place in modern times, like present day, and Tim is now an adult, and he has a wife now and a daughter, <laughs> and Tim Templeton is is Tabitha's uncle, so the boss baby is an uncle now, and Tina now has a sister, a baby sister, who could talk just like how Ted could, and she's voiced by Amy Sedaris, the actress and comedian. Right, she the baby turns out to also be... A boss baby. Yeah, she's the new one, and then she has a formula that turns Tim and Ted back into, like, to kids for just two days. Uh Uh-huh. And they go to a school, and they discover this this head of the school, who's voiced by um, Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Edwin Armstrong, who looks like he's a guy in a suit and has some wild hair, but it's actually a baby in a robotic suit. Ah, okay. Let's I won't steer- give any spoilers until yeah. those who are listening have seen it. Indeed. How did it hold up against the original? Very different, like a lot of other sequels, especially for animated films in general. 
it went beyond the worlds of the first and it had a different story and a different problem than the first movie. Would you recommend it to our Yes, listeners? I would if, if you loved the first. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I know the first one received mixed reviews, but like you said, it did really well at the box office. The sequel also received a mixed reaction, but from what I hear so far, even though it's going up against F9, it's still considered a hit at the box office as well as, I think, topping the charts on Peacock. Right. And for those who don't know, F9 is the latest installment in the Fast and Furious saga. It's turned into quite a franchise, but yeah. It's interesting just as we're reopening and moving to, moving forward, moving back to normal, uh, how movies are doing at theaters. I know that was a lot of, uh, there are a lot of question marks about people wondering, were theaters dead or whatever? Well, theaters are still opening and some are being released simultaneously on streaming. Right. I'm curious, Ezra, do you... Do you have a preference for watching it in theaters or watching it Either way, whether depending on how anybody, what anybody prefers. Because it's already safer out to go out to public theaters now. True. A lot of people are vaccinated and I've gone to theaters, seen movies in theaters recently already. Yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of the theater experience and that's something that I definitely missed. Although there, there is something to say for the convenience of streaming. Well, I'm happy that... I'm going to theaters again. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. song from a children's tv program from the 1960s and 70s plays when when tim's parents and the other adults see when the boss baby and those other babies are having their own little meeting like they were okay so if you know the answer to the question give us a shout on facebook or send us an email at animation and beyond at gmail.com Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.